Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> Somebody in the front row was like, are you going to tell me to quit clapping? Come here. So you guys are doing a good job. We are really happy. We love these uh, live events. We've only done two of them, but it's been real fun to have a live audience. And uh, if somebody is just listening for the very first time and you just jumped in the car and you're like, hey, what's this? We're a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. We're talking to Bob Russell today, and I think he's the second or third time Bob's been on the show. We've, we've had Bob on a, before. And uh, so this was our 101th show that you're hearing right now. So we've got a bunch of different topics, and we've had athletes, we've had... Just regular people, and that's really what it is. We're just telling the story that God is writing in people's lives. So if you want to hear any of these shows, you can go to iTunes. If you are a podcaster and you like going on Apple, you go to iTunes. You can go to SoundCloud.com. Just type in SoundCloud.com, and you can just type in Solid Steps Radio, and then we'll come up. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is Solid Steps Radio. Or you can go to FurtherStoneMinistries.org. And click on the mic, and you can hear all of our shows in their entirety. Thanks to our sponsors, Carol Rogers Carpet One, Ellen and Credit Union, and Bright Star Commercial Free. So, Bob, uh, you know, when go back how many decades when you're when you're younger? Careful <laughs> when you're younger, and guys that you looked up to, that you saw that had depth. That you you aspired to be like them. What what did you see in them that made you want to to become like them and to and to continue to grow and deepen? Not not just as a preacher, but as a follower of Jesus. Well, I think first of all, if we're going to deepen in the Christian walk, we can have heroes of the faith, but we never put our trust in those heroes because everybody has feet of clay. And I, I think it was kind of an advantage to, for me that I grew up in a church that wasn't a great church. And we had some preachers that went astray. And uh, uh, I, I remember saying to my mother, why won't you let me play baseball on Sunday? Our preacher plays baseball on Sunday. And she said, well, Brother Harry does some other things that we don't approve of, too. <laughs> uh, so I think the, the, realistically we say, okay, my, my ultimate hero is Jesus Christ. And, and I, I can see some things in uh, heroes that I looked up to, Dr. Lewis Foster, a professor of mine, or John Wilson, the preacher Springfield, Ohio. And number one is faithfulness. Mm. They are consistent. That if we're going to deepen, we become, the Bible talks about being imitators of God, being more and more like our Heavenly Father. And one of the dominant characteristics of, of God is faithfulness and holiness. And that, that we have to shift from being emotionally driven to being scripturally driven. Uh, people say emotionally driven or rationally driven. No, we say, okay, my life is driven not by what I feel at the moment, by, but by what the Scripture has to say. That means we've got to be familiar with the Bible so that the Bible is just oozing out of our pores. That the first thing we think, what, what, is, what does God's Word have to say to, to this? That's not the only way that God reveals Himself to us, but it's the primary way. I, I heard facts, faith, feeling. Facts to be believed, we respond by faith, and then the feeling come as a result. 
But when we first become a Christian, it is a very emotional experience. Mm -hmm. And we say, I felt so close to God during that time. And a lot of people spend the rest of their lives trying to recover that experience, that feeling. But in in marriage, you know, there's there's romance and then the romance fades. And you better have more than romance because... There have been recent times when it's just obedience and the romance returns. But the same in a Christian walk. I think the people that I admired were people who consistently did their duty day after day after day. And I think sometimes the way we tell the Lord that we love him the most is when we put our feet on the floor and in the morning, and even though we don't feel like it, and we go about mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do because we love him. It's out of obedience. When God told Abraham, go up the mountain and sacrifice your son, I guarantee you Abraham did not feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. But there was fact. God commanded it. He responded by faith. And when God provided a substitute ram and Abraham came back down that mountain with Isaac at his side, he was feeling really good. <laughs> but the feeling came as a result of the obedience, not be, be, because he, he was just close to God at the moment. And one of the ways God deepens us is not just by understanding his word, but he deepens us by experiences. Sometimes positive experiences, blessings, sometimes really tough experiences. And we don't know where he is, but we're faithful. We hold on, even though we have no understanding at all of how he's at work in this. But we say, God, I I just believe somehow you're going to work it through. And that deepens us. So it's a commitment to be obedient to God's word. We've got to have a knowledge of God's word. And it is a, a willingness to be faithful, even though we don't understand why Things are happening to us that way at the moment. And one other thing that contributes so much to depth is uh, relationships. Mm. If you, mm. you know, That's the Bible good. talks about he who walks with the wise grows wise. If you're running around with fools, it's going to rub off on you. But if, uh, uh, I like what Charles Swindoll one time said, that if you got on white gloves and you play in the mud, the, the mud never gets glovey. it's going to rub off on you and and so we got to have worldly friends so that we can reach out but you need to have some people around you who are challenging you or accountable hold you accountable and will deepen you now for the average Christian there there is no excuse for being shallow today we talk about all the entertainment Mm. available to us but think on the other hand all the teaching that is available to the us. The resources. Oh, man, you can turn on the radio and you can hear the finest of teachers. Or you can saturate yourself with uh, Christian music when you're riding in a car. One of the nicest gifts I'd ever got early on in my ministry, a guy gave me $200 for Christmas. But he said, I want you to use this money to improve your library. And so I had just been listening to Charles Swindoll on the radio. And I liked him so much, I bought $200 of Charles Swindoll's tapes. And every morning, I would get up and uh, listen to his teaching through the Book of Romans. Mm. And if there was ever a period where I deepened as as a Christian, that was it. Because I was, as a preacher, I was being preached to. 
and I was being preached to by somebody who loved the Bible, taught the Bible. And I, I, I didn't use that as sermon material necessarily, but it's just for me personally. And I think with all the teaching that is available to us, it's a matter of blocking off a period of time when we, we ought to have a desert period in a way every day of our lives. And we let God speak to us in, at the beginning of the day. Bob, talk to a, you know, a, a new Christian who knows nothing about the Bible. Where would you tell him to start and, and then how to, how to continue in, in, the, in growing in, in understanding of the Bible to walk with Jesus? I hear a lot of people say you ought to start in the Gospel of John, and I kind of disagree with that. Uh, John writes uh, after the synoptic gospels are written to supplement what they had written. And there are a lot of stories in John. I think I'd say, okay, first of all, read the, the gospel of Luke. Because it's a very detailed, accurate portrayal of the life of Christ. And get a, 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 a simple commentary from Warren Wearsby or somebody who's reliable, John Stott. Read the scripture. Uh, you've got the NIV study Bible to go along with that. And then read the commentary. One chapter a day. And then after you read Luke, go into the book of Acts and read about the history of the church. Then go to the book of Ephesians. And by the time you, you, you go through those three books, you've got a really good grasp of uh, who Jesus is and what the church is about and uh, the kind of in-depth life that God is asking us to live. Talk with us a little bit about um, not just the Bible, but the importance of, of deepening and making a commitment to be a part of worship each week and uh, maybe a couple other spiritual practices that have been really important for you. Yeah. Well, I grew up with, you go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, vacation Bible school. You had a drug Bibles. problem. Yeah, yeah I had to drug you, you, church all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really do think that we get in, the Bible talks about don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Being a Christian is a whole lot more than going to church. But that's a whole, that's an important part of it. Because what happens is we're not only fed there, we worship together there, but we have the opportunity to serve. And a lot of Christian people don't understand that you reach a point in the Christian life where the majority of your growth is no longer additional Bible study. The majority of your growth from a certain point is uh, service. You know, we don't just sit and eat. We, we exercise and we serve. And uh, you hear people say, well, I'm, I'm going to church, but I'm just not fed there. Well, sometimes because they're not fed there. But sometimes it's because what happens And we first come to Christ, we can't get enough of the Bible. Man, everything's new and fresh. Then pretty soon we got the basics. And we want a little deeper stuff, so we go to a Beth Moore study or a Henry Blackaby study, and we get all, all of that, and that's good. And then you find people chasing after every conference that they'll, they'll go for miles to some in-depth Bible teacher, and sometimes they look for some wild teaching because it's different. But you come to the point where you're still reading and studying the Bible, but your growth comes from service. Uh, somebody uh, told the preacher up in northern Kentucky said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not being fed here. And he said, well, take off the bib and put on an apron. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes a time we, we need to start serving. Yeah. And you know what? If you're serving, 
And you're, in, for example, if you're inviting somebody to come to church with you, you invite somebody and you bring them to church, uh, you, you listen to the sermon a whole lot differently. You're much more encouraging and you're much more into it because you're, you're seeing everything and listening through the, through the eyes and the ears of that new person. Mm, that's good. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back for one final segment with Bob Russell. We're talking more about how to live a life of depth and impact, not just today, but over the next course of, of your life. And maybe we're going to talk over here a little bit, how you finish strong uh, in your walk with Christ. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. It's always, this has been a blast. We enjoy doing this, and uh, we don't tape live often, but when we do, it's a good time. We want to thank our crowd for coming out. We want to thank Iron Bell uh, for having us and hosting us. It is a wonderful location. It is beautiful, but also what's being done here inside is beautiful, and they just really point toward God and and have a heart for God. And if you uh, want to go to ironbellministries.org, is that close enough on the website, Greg? Okay, good. So uh, just Google Iron Bell Ministries, and they have uh, worship on uh, Wednesday mornings. So if you need a, a Wednesday morning kind of pick-me-up, I know some churches do and don't do Wednesdays anymore. They have worship here on Wednesday mornings, I think from like 6 to 8, 7 to 10. So if you want to get starts at seven seven o'clock. So if you want to get your day week started, you need a midweek pick me up. They have live worship. You just walk in and you worship. So that's that's good stuff. So we're gonna do our fourth and final segment here. Bob, I mentioned in the break that every worker in the kingdom of God is a believer, but not all believers are workers. In the last segment, you talked about how we need to serve, and you know over the years I've heard you know some. Some folks say, well, I, you know, I'm, the, I'm no Bob Russell. You know, he's been preaching for... Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I haven't been to Bible college, and I, you know, I, I just, I don't know the Bible that well, but how do we move towards how do we become a kingdom worker and really influence um, our, our, our family, first and foremost, and then uh, our neighbors, our co-workers, um, so that we can live a life of influence? Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think, again, with all the resources that are available today, uh, a person in midlife, for example, doesn't need to go off and go to seminary. Just uh, you can read and have on, take classes online, and you can deepen really fast and then begin to serve in the circle that you're uh, accustomed to and use the gifts that God has given you. And it is amazing how God opens doors. I just had breakfast today with Rob Shoring, and Rob uh, did very well as a dentist, but he felt a heart for missions and has gone to India with his wife and six kids. And not everybody's called to go to India, but it is an example of somebody who grew uh, along with his career, grew spiritually and reached the point where financially he was capable of leaving his career and spending his life in trying to reach uh, the upper caste people in India. 
It is amazing how God will open the doors if you prepare yourself and start turning some doorknobs and something can happen fast. It may not be, the probably will not be that you go to India, but there are people that you can serve and there are places that have a tug on your heart and you go and you begin to volunteer to be a greeter or uh, uh, to work in the crisis pregnancy center or to work in the men's ministry and all kind of opportunities open up for you to disciple others. Just begin to step up. Step up to the plate. You mentioned years ago that really learning the Bible, approaching the Bible, and growing as a Christian is like putting a 10,000-piece puzzle together. (laughs) And every time you open the Bible, every time you go to church and worship, every time you listen to a sermon... Every time you do a Bible study, you're putting pieces of that puzzle. Then pretty soon that picture begins to take form, and it gets easier and easier, and you get more and more excited about uh, putting it all together. But you've got to put, take the time to put the border uh, 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 around the picture so you know where the parameters are, and then you begin to do the easier parts, like in a puzzle, the, the red barn or whatever it is, and it all begins to fit together pretty fast. You... Um you know, Bob, God has used you to influence a lot of people. Um, as we wrap up this fourth segment, um, how would you, what additional things would you say to help people move towards a life of greater and greater influence for the kingdom? So that at the end of our life, we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well, Paul Reese once said that the Christian life is a gift and a growth. Mm. The gift is the gift of salvation that God gives to us freely. The growth is what we do uh, working on his behalf. And when we, I I think the one thing we have to do to to grow deeper, and I'm still working at it, is to become unselfish. Mm. To think of, the Bible says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. And then the Bible says, uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more highly than yourself. And when we say, I'm going to think about that other person rather than just me, uh, I think God starts using us and working through us. And people can sense whether you genuinely care or whether you're on an ego trip. And then to have, as you get older, the mindset, I've got a little plaque that sits on the shelf in our family room that somebody gave to me. It simply says, finish strong. And I'd like to finish strong, to be stronger at the end than at the beginning. So many people in the Bible didn't finish well. No. And kind of fizzled out at the end. But I, I think to, to say, I'm going to keep pressing on. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I had a guy, I did. A, I was in uh, Prescott, Arizona two days ago, and a young preacher came up to me and he said, now, you've you got to be thinking you're, you're pretty close to the end, right? <laughs> 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 and he was right. Uh, and, and you do think, okay, uh, I'm almost home, and I, I don't, I don't want to blow it now. And uh, but to, I heard a guy say, people don't die of old age; they die of retirement. Mm. And I would hate to wake up in the morning with nothing to do. 
And for those of us who get to the place where we're able to back off our, our occupations a little bit, that's not a time for self-indulgence. That is a time for service. And to say, I, I've got more time. Now what can I do for the kingdom of God? And I don't have to do it to make money anymore. Uh, when I go visit somebody in the hospital, I, don't have to, I have to ask myself, am I doing this because I'm pastor of Southeast Christian Church, or do I really care about this person? Because I, I, I don't have to do it. But it, it is a wonderful period of life. If in the end of your life you feel like, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished the course. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Not to me only, but to all those also that love his appearing. So I, I would like to finish strong. Because I've made a lot of mistakes. I've stumbled and fallen. But uh, i, I got to say, I, I feel closer to the Lord and, and better about my walk with him right now than I, than I ever have. And that's a good feeling. That's a great feeling. I mean, Bob, I, you know, just I, I just want to say thank you. Thanks for being a role model to us listening to today, and thanks for being faithful, and uh, we'll keep cheering you on until God calls you home. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and finish. I heard somebody that, that said there are three stages of life, said youth, middle age, and you're looking good. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people say, boy, you look good. You look good. <laughs> You know, uh, it's, you, you, you quoted a verse earlier, you know, as uh, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And it's, it's awesome to have you around and to learn from you, and it's uh, just a huge thank you. And the whole crowd here that's at this, uh, you know, live show tonight is, is they thank you as well. Yeah. It's... Uh, Thank it's you. a blessing to, uh, to know you. So, Bob, I'm going to ask you, would you pray for us? Sure. And would you pray that we would, we would continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, that we would continue to pursue the high calling that God has for us? Okay. Would you pray? Dear Lord and Savior, we, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We sure don't earn it. We don't deserve it. But we thank you that you loved us enough to come to earth and the righteous died for the unrighteous. And we thank you for, for your grace. And we ask that you would help us to mature, to become more and more like Jesus Christ as we grow older. Forgive us for the times that we've been selfish and greedy and allowed the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this world to grind us down. But remind us right now, we're going to leave these things behind and, and uh, the earth and the world and all its pleasures are going to pass away. But whoever does the word of the Lord and follows the word of the Lord will live forever. Mm. So help us to be focused and uh, help us to be joyful and uh, just to act like we believe what we say we believe because mm. it's true. And uh, we just thank you for your goodness and ask that you would help all of us to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his strong name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bob. Thanks so much for coming. Really, well, good. really well, appreciate it. We want to thank you for listening again to uh, Solid Steps Radio. So if you want to hear this show in its entirety, you can, again, you go to iTunes, SoundCloud, or our Facebook page, type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear this show in its entirety commercial-free thanks to our sponsors. And, uh, well, this is episode 101. And, you know, talking about finishing strong, I thought about a Mark Twain quote. 
He said, and I'm getting close on this. He said, most men die at 27, they just get buried at 73. And we hopefully that it will be reversed, that we will continue to grow, as we said, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. And whether you are 21 or whether you are 101, finish strong. So we want to thank you for listening. And uh, we really appreciate you passing this along to anyone else who wants to listen to Solid Steps Radio. Yeah.